Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everyone. We are here again for our weekly podcast to talk about soothers this week. We are we are on the shores of beautiful Golden Lake. We are, <laughs> and we're sitting around in our hotel room just recording all of our podcast episodes. We're so fun. We are. <laughs> so today's episode, like Lisa mentioned, is going to be all about soothers. We have lots and lots and lots to talk about with soothers. Um... Yeah, so let's jump in. Okay. So why would we first start using a soother? Well, soothers are recommended um, to help reduce SIDS in those first six months. Keeps them in a lighter, more fragmented sleep, so they're less likely to get into that deep sleep, um, which can cause some SIDS uh, challenges. So uh, it is recommended for that. Um, some babies are are born with like a really I strong. Yeah, that was my reason. Yes. that was my reason for using soothers. Yeah, I'll be one hundred percent honest with you because yeah, like otherwise, my children would have been probably on me all the time. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're breastfeeding, right? They they're sucking themselves to self soothe. Uh, bottle feeding they're overeating and then just throwing up yeah yeah Yeah. and would you say some babies are born with more with a with a stronger stronger some babies love to to suck suck. yeah yeah my first both of mine my first the nurse gave her a soother in hospital because she was like this baby i tell you and then so of my four my two girls both took a soother the boys absolutely flat out refused it didn't matter what i did because my girls took soothers, so I was like, what am I supposed to do with you if you're not going to take a soother? Uh, it was a little stressful, Slight actually. panic. Yeah. I was like, hey, you're not taking this. But did they just have less of a need to suck overall, they did, you think? The yeah. boys definitely had less of a need. My boys, anyways. Um, they just never really took to it, whereas Ireland, like, the second the nurse put that in her mouth, she was like, and I'm in love. Mm-hmm. Now, the recommendation is to wait until breastfeeding is fairly well established, and that um, is a different time frame for every um, mom and baby dyad. Yes. Yes. Sometimes that's two weeks. Sometimes it's four weeks. Sometimes it's 10 days. Yeah. Sometimes uh, if you wait too, too long, like months, then they won't yes. take one. But but if you have a baby and it's, you know, baby's five, six days old and this baby just loves to suck. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I only got her soother in hospital. The nurse yeah. gave her her Sorry, soother. Sorry, one. You're not getting my breast again. You're getting the soother. Yeah. yeah. So the challenges with the soother and breastfeeding, um, there can be some of that nipple confusion for some babies. I think personality plays a huge role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just that confusion of going from the breast nipple to the soother nipple. If you're having a bottle in there, it's the same thing to for breastfed babies um, introducing the bottle as well. It's just that there can be some nipple confusion. Um, I've worked with a lot of babies that have been fine yeah. going between, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. hold that mm-hmm. too, too close, um, as a reason not to introduce the soother. But, um, if those first few days home, you know, if breastfeeding is, uh, you're working on breastfeeding, if that is what you are working on, the, one of the other challenges too is 
Um, I think the concern is instead of feeding, they'll or give the overriding soother. Overriding that feeding right. cue yeah. with the soother. Yeah. But if you've just fed your baby and, um, you know, they're happy, they're content, they're good for a good 15, 20 minutes. And then they're like, and I'd like to come back on again. And I'd like to come back on again. And I'd like to come back on again. If you know that you fed your baby, especially like 45 minutes ago, an hour ago or less than that, then there's no reason why uh, they need to be fed again. You could then use that soother in that place. Mm-hmm. That's where we start to slip into the, oh, I must not have enough milk or something's wrong with my Yes. Milk. Yes. And definitely something that you should check for sure if yeah. baby doesn't seem content, if baby, mm-hmm. if there's any challenges like that. But like we said, some babies just like to suck and like to have that in their mouth. So a couple of tricks to get a baby to take a soother is to aim the soother nipple up to the roof of the mouth. There's a little nerve there that engages a sucking reflex that um, allows baby to start sucking. So same thing even if you're trying to get your little one to take a bottle. You want to aim the nipple at the roof of their mouth to trigger that sucking reflex. And that's why we kind of aim baby... Uh, when we're breastfeeding, we're doing that asymmetrical latch so that that nipple is touching the roof of the yes. mouth to engage a sucking reflex. So pointing it up a little bit to the roof of their mouth, giving it a little twist and a little wiggle. Sometimes you kind of have to hold it in there a little bit. I, for some reason, always do a, a sound. For some reason, I feel it helps. It probably has no... Um, <laughs> Tell us the sound, Miss Heidi. Yeah. I kind of do, do a... Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm sure if I didn't do the sound they would still take the soother the same way but it feels like i'm like in there with them it's true <laughs> do you do that uh no? probably when i'm like bouncing them or or yeah, yeah I, I tend to I, use I think sound I'm trying sometimes to mimic the sucking mm. yeah mm. <laughs> i, I do tend know. to use sound, sound like. somewhere though like even when i was just bouncing my kid my children i was like ah uh, uh, sometimes uh, yeah. right just to yeah, and then you can just give a little. T- once you think they are, they are sucking on it, you can give a little tug, yep. uh, and then they kind of suck a little hard. Like, oh no, don't take it away! I got yeah, it I now. I can kind of build that like the strength the in the sucking. Yeah. yeah, and keeping that soother in their mouth, so it's not like suck suck and then it comes out and then suck suck and then it comes out and suck suck. So you want to play that game where you're kind of pretending to pull that soother out, so they're like, oh no no no, I'm still still using this. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And so what often happens is a parent will put it in straight into the mouth. And babies are born with a another reflex to help keep them alive. So babies shouldn't be having solids. So there's this tongue protrusion reflex. So if you put something straight into baby's mouth, the tongue will push it out. So aiming for the roof of the mouth triggers that sucking reflex and allows them to keep it in their mouth a little easier. Mm-hmm. Good so tips. They're... What about warming it in some... Some babies are of... more sensitive to it, yes. or you could put a little cu- couple drops of formula or breast milk on it to kind mm-hmm. of encourage it. Make it I... taste a little better. Yeah. My guys... You warmed yours, didn't you? Yeah, because my younger two didn't love them. Uh, so I tried everything. So you tried everything. <laughs> I tried everything. So uh, like a warm cup of water was one of them. So I yeah. would, as I was feeding them, especially through the night, as I was feeding them, I would like warm cup of water put the soother in the water um, while I was feeding them. And then that way there, when I was done, when I knew they were done, I could pop in. It was like a warm nipple for a warm nipple, essentially. Um, If I didn't have a glass of warm water beside me because I didn't feel like getting out of bed, I literally would just like hold it in the palm of my hand or like under, put it under my thigh. So it was like (laughs) nice and warm. Um, So then when, when I was done nursing, then I could offer that soother. It was nice and warm. Um, We Definitely don't want to be putting on sugar or honey. No, um, those are honey. some of those things that some families or 
grandparents, just dip it in some honey or dip it in some whiskey. You definitely don't want to be dipping it in yes. honey. That's for sure. Yes. Right. And so with honey is the risk of infant botulism. Yes. So a child under 12 months of age shouldn't have honey of any kind, whether it's pasteurized or non-pasteurized. Yeah. It's just not safe. It's not worth the risk. And that includes packaged goods. So cookies, baked items that have honey listed as an ingredient, they also shouldn't be eating that. Mm-hmm. And that's new information, right? That wasn't mm-hmm. the case 20, 30 years ago. Yep. You so, also, oh, go ahead. You also don't want to, if your child isn't fond of the soother, you want to try to avoid giving it to them when they're screaming because yes. they, they probably won't be receptive to it. So try to use some other techniques to, to soothe them first. So wrap them up, swaddle them, rock them a little bit, bounce them. And then when they're a little bit more calm, yeah. then try and put the soother in so that yeah. it's like an added touch right especially if they don't like the soother yeah. or if they're not used to the soother if, you if put it into a screaming mouth yeah. they're like what are you doing lady yeah like, then they're gagging and, yeah. but if your child likes the soother yes. chances are they're screaming you put it in and they start sucking on it right away exactly so when it comes to soothers um there's there can be a lot of controversy about soothers uh restful parenting is one of the only programs that allows soothers when it comes to sleep um yeah, many programs don't Yes. So there's there's a couple of sides to that, right? So that three, four month age is really, really tough because they aren't developmentally ready to be able to take the soother and actually put it into their own mouth. So there you get into that like gray area of if we keep the soother, I'm getting up 15, 20 times to replug, replug. And it's a quick, most of the time it's quick. Here's your soother, put it in your mouth. Here's your soother, put it in your mouth. Here's your soother, put it in your mouth. But you're still getting up 15, 20 times, and that is a lot for a new mom. Regardless if it's a quick little replug or not, you're still waking up and falling back asleep over and over and over all night long. So if you're teaching, um, and when Elisa and I are working with our families, if we're teaching independent sleep with our four or five-month-olds, um, and a family really wants to keep a soother, we will work with that uh, as long as it's working. If it's not working, though, and little one continues to wake up, then um, then we would recommend removing it. But if little one is old enough to be able to replug it on their own, then... It's usually not an issue. It's not an issue. We all wake up through the night. We all fix our blankets. We all fix our pillows. So if they wake up and grab a soother and pop it back in their mouth, it really, it's not keeping them awake. It's not disrupting their sleep. Um, so the goal ideally with soothers is if you're going to get rid of it before the age of six months, um, at six months, object permanence comes into play. They now know that things exist, exist, even though they're not in sight. So if you're going to get rid of the soother, ideally before six months, if you're teaching independent sleep at four or five months, do it then. So much easier to just kind of rip off the bandaid and just be done with it. If you don't see the soother as being something that you want to keep, then you might as well just get rid of it if you're going to do sleep coaching anyway. Yeah, because the flip side of that is if you don't get rid of it before the age of six months, you're really probably going to be having to hold out until about two and a half, three years old to be able to get rid of it again. Um, you, you Alexa, can, yeah. yeah, you can before. It's just before that age of two, especially if they are really attached to it for sleep. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to have those conversations. It's a big emotional project. We're getting into a lot of now sleep challenges. We're getting into a lot of extra challenges. Mm-hmm. And it's doable if you have to, but... 
Yeah. It's easier before six months and then after the age of two and a half. Yeah. So Alexa, Alexa's my second and she did. She got really, really sick uh, one winter and I tried to give her the soother and she just kept getting really angry. She tried to suck on it, but then she couldn't breathe. So she got really angry at me and literally threw it back at me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just not going to give it to you anymore. And by the time she was done being sick... She had forgotten about the soother. So that worked out really well for us. Um, But that's not typical around that 16, 17, 18 month age for them to willingly. be having a really severe cold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's not typical. But yeah, like Lisa said, you can get rid of it beforehand. It's just that it can um, be a bit harder. Yes. And the other thing, too, is after six months, we really want to keep the soother use for uh, sleep time. Yeah. And uh, long car rides. We don't want to be offering it throughout the day um, because we're worried that they're starting to fuss or we don't want them to, you know, make too much of a, a loud sound and disrupt the other shoppers at Walmart or something, right? Like, because we're anxious about them maybe starting to have a, a bit of a breakdown, meltdown. And then, and then once they do fall asleep, taking it out? Yeah. I mean, most of the time it will fall out anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not... A huge deal. Most of the time it will fall out on their own. But if you can start that at six, seven months where the soother's only for sleep, it is going to make your life so much easier. Because once they are in that habit of walking around with their soother all day long, that is probably one of the toughest habits. Right. And it can really break. impede speech development. Yep. Um, it can get quite germy. Because yep. it's just over here, falls on the Teeth floor. Development, they're all they're of taking it. it. They're taking it out of their mouth to have a sip of their milk or their juice, and they're putting it back in their mouth. Teeth development is yep. a huge one, especially with the one with the little stuffy that's attached to it. Yes. And if they're walking around with that stuffy attached to it, it's kind of got a bit of a weight to it. Mm-hmm. And if you pull yep. those front teeth forward. Yes, they're only baby teeth, but th- those front teeth moving out of place also impacts speech, impacts chewing, yes. impacts being able to eat properly. Uh, long soother use can actually, and you'll see it in some children, it um, it opens their teeth so their front teeth can't touch anymore. I have a, I have a picture of one little one. So you can't take a bite of something. Yeah, because their front teeth don't touch. They literally have a hole kind of where that soother is all the time. So That's the other reason why they don't recommend, especially speech therapists, don't recommend those hard oh, yes. form-shaped sippy cups. They want a straw or a soft one because it's that hard rounded piece always in their mouth and the front teeth can't come together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so starting early with setting that limit of not having it day in and day out really will make your life a little bit easier and it's only for bedtime and it's Mm -hmm. only for nap time, right? So, and as they get a little bit older, um, like they're going to try, right? Like they're going to come out of their room with their soother in their mouth and they're going to kind of like (laughs) start playing and just kind of like, let's see if she notices type thing. Um, But what you can do and what we did was if you want your soother, you're in your bed. Right? Mm-hmm. So if it's 10 o'clock in the morning, it's not nap time. Yep. But if you want your soother and you want to go hang out with your soother for a few minutes, sure. Yeah. I'll put you in your crib for a little bit and you can hang out or you can crawl into bed, have your soother, have your little stuffy. Like Alexa, Ireland did the same thing, would kind of just lay in bed for five or 10 minutes. Okay, I'm done. And then like yep. come back oh, down nice. again, right? Like yeah. it was just like this little. I just need a little fix, mommy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you find that it's becoming extreme and they're constantly yes. going there, well, then that's when you want to talk about. Um, 
when they get out of bed, you take their soother and you put it somewhere that they don't know yes. where it is. Mm-hmm. And then you let them know soother, the soother will be back for bedtime. I'll oh. take the soother out for bedtime, right? The other thing, too, is we want them to be giving up the soother, not just coming up and pulling it out of their mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. We want yeah. to be kind. Let's, yeah. Can I have the soother, please? We're going to put it away. And then you can have it for bedtime, or right? So that they're anybody? the ones taking it out of their yes. mouth and putting it into their yeah. crib. Do you want to put it in my hand or do you want to put it on the, in the cup? Yeah. Yep. Hey, buddy, good morning. Are you ready to get out of bed? Kate, where does your soother go? Right? Yeah. Oh, here, mommy. Or like, and some of them will get into that. They'll be like, oh, here, here you go. And they're like ready to give it to you. Oh, yeah. It was a routine after when I'd take my daughter out of her crib. It was automatic that she'd they just take her soother and, and put it. it yeah. And she would put it into the crib herself. They know. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, I know it's going to be here when I come back. Yeah. I know you were taking it away for a while and put it somewhere in the kitchen where I couldn't see. But if I do this, but if I do this and put it in the crib, then I know where it is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, exactly. it did become at around probably 18 months or so to she was constantly going to her bed and oh, and shit. crying that she wanted this soother. So at that point, that's when she would put it into her bed. And then I would say, okay, I'm going to take this soother now. And then we're going to have it back for bedtime. And then I would let her leave her room. And then I'd put it in an area that she didn't know where it was. So then when yeah. she went back to her crib after, it... It, it just there, wasn't there. So like, it was oh, out of sight, out of mind. She didn't. Took it away again. She wasn't Never fussed. mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She knew that I was setting that limit and she knew I was following through with the limit. So she kind of didn't really, it, it yeah. didn't bother her after a couple the of first days, couple right? Of days, like, right. If yeah. you can get over, if you set that limit and stay consistent and oh, you get over those first those few first days are very two, hard. <laughs> they are, but if you can get over those first two or three days, yeah. then you're good from it's there. It's temporary. It's the, it's the, oh, okay, here, you can have it this time or you can have it this time. It's that wavering mm-hmm. that now instead of two or three days has turned into weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. right? If so, you sometimes let them have it because they're a little yes. bit extra fussy that day mm-hmm. and yes. then you let them have it that day mm-hmm. and then... Then the next day you don't want them to have yeah. it. Starting that's over you, from the beginning yeah. again. That's when you and get into harder. Yeah. Uh, our daughter, I don't know how old she was, but she was definitely not the recommended age that you guys say. <laughs> she was probably a year and a half. And she, we bed shared. And so she was in the middle of the night. We're like, you know what? I think the soother's keeping us up. Let's just get rid of it. Like, really? This is mm-hmm. ridiculous, right? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you recognized you guys. if it was keeping you <laughs> yes. up, then that's when it, when it is. We're like looking under pillows. I'm like, is it on your side? Where is it? Yeah. Move over. I think you're laying on it. <laughs> if it's hindering your sleep. I'm not on it. I'm like, it's under your back. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get rid of it if yeah. it's hindering yeah. sleep, so right? So she would wake up in the middle of the night and she'd be like, you know, looking for it. You could tell she was reaching around and then she'd be like... Sue, Sue, and we were like, "Oh, Sue, Sue's all gone," and she was just so sad. And she, Sue, Sue, and I was like, "Oh my God, you're breaking my heart. You can't just go to sleep." It is so hard. Mm-hmm. But it was maybe three nights. Yes. And like even the third night, she probably only did it twice. And then the fourth night, we we're like, "I think, I think we're done." Yeah. Yeah. So, so as long as sleep is the soother isn't hindering sleep. We're okay. Yeah. yeah. Soothers are okay. Not a big deal. Yeah. Have extra soothers in the crib, mm-hmm. right? Strategically so that, place them around. Yeah. So, like, for <laughs> Ireland, I put them all up in one corner. So, every time I would, like, go and check on her, I would, like, do the sweep, and I'd have them up in one corner. Okay. Um, as she got a little bit older, I actually had a measuring, plastic measuring cup with a handle. That you just hooked on the crib? That I hooked on the crib. Yeah. She had Which to stand is good. up to get it. Yeah. But so some people hinder... tie them on. 
Like they'll tie it on a string oh, yes. and that is not safe. Yes. <laughs> or clipping them to their I thought pajamas. you were gonna say I thought you were gonna recommend that. I was gonna say Heidi. <laughs> no, no, no. We are not seeing no, eye to eye on the take like a piece of yarn and they tie it on yes. one of the bars of the yes. crib and then tie it No, to we their... definitely don't re- not recommend that at all. Yes. So throw in extra soothers, yep. four or five extra soothers in the, in the bed with them. Um, and this is where I like those wubbinubs or yes, the soothers yes. with the stuffies attached. It's a lot easier because to search for them in the dark. It is easier for them <laughs> to find those ones. And the little bit of the added weight isn't so bad when they're just yeah, using it to fall asleep. And, and then usually it, down, yeah. it comes out of their mouth afterwards. And yeah. when they're little, like under six months, it can help but keep it in place so that yes, it it's can. laying on their chest and then it pops out and then they just kind of move their head around to get it back into their mouth. Super helpful. We really should do video. We talk a lot with our hands and make a <laughs> we lot do, of I know. <laughs> and and the stuffy in the crib is another thing that you want to do your own research about because um you know, it's re- not recommended to have something in the crib with them. Yes. But if it's something small enough and you feel that it's okay, just do your own research yeah. and do what feels Those comfortable for you. Those stuffies are very very small. Um, and, and like don't have buttons, don't have that kind of stuff. So right. typically they're, they're, they're fairly safe, but yeah, mm-hmm. do your research but you want to do that. your own research and, and come to your own decision about that, whether you want to have one in and then or not playing games. Right. So sometimes, especially when our little ones are just starting to figure out the whole soothers, extra soothers in the bed. Um, what I like to do is I'll take like a couple of little receiving blankets and I'll, and I'll put them in the crib and I'll hide a couple of soothers under each receiving blanket. And then they have to kind of go and find the soothers that are under the receiving blankets. Um, so that's again, a good little crib play. That's a good little, you know, you're putting laundry away, hide some soothers around so they can find them, that kind of stuff. Um, that gets them into the idea of, okay, if it's not right here, I can still look for my soothers, right? So that daytime work translates to that overnight where they can still practicing oh yeah, right. during the day. Yeah, oh, I yeah. can still I can still look around. I know I know my crib space. I know that they're in here, right? So mm. that um, having those extra soothers in, getting them to play those games, and then of course around that, typically around five-ish months. Yeah. I really start to work with my families on teaching them how to replug on their own. Yeah. That is such. I love your term, replug. I know. Because <laughs> it is. You're going in, you're plugging it, you're plugging it, you're plugging it, right? Yeah. So around that five-month mark, and we do have a video on the YouTube channel as well that actually shows us gesturing. So um, go to YouTube, type in Restful, Restful Parenting, Parenting, it'll yep. pop up. <laughs> Restful Parenting Soothers, and then it'll pop up. But um, th- essentially what we want to do is we want to put the soother in... Uh, baby's hand and then we want to guide baby's hand to their mouth so that you're no longer putting the soother in their mouth they're getting that idea of putting it in my hand bringing it to my mouth putting it in your hand bringing it to your mouth and that's something if you're sitting down and you're warming their lunch and they're on their on the in their high chair give them three or four soothers to play with and getting practicing putting it in their mouth um, once they get it in, try and pull it out or, you know, those little things that you're kind of engaging them in being able to pick it up, manipulate it, and they'll put it in upside down. They'll put it in sideways. They'll, they'll suck on the handle. it. Yeah. Right. But we want to do this during the day so that when it does come nighttime and bedtime and overnight, they're not then practicing it then. They've already got that practice under their belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so during the day when they're putting it in with the handle and sideways and upside down, that's great because in the middle of the night when it's dark, they're going to learn that mm-hmm. anatomy of the soother and figure, oh, that's the handle. If I turn it around, 
That's the part I want. And then I give it a twist. Yes. The other thing, too, is once you've kind of mastered putting it in the hand and then you're bringing baby's hand to their mouth, you just need to put it in their hand. Yes. You don't need to keep continuing on bringing it in their hand. So first we're going to put it in the hand. Guide it to the mouth. Then you're putting it in their hand and maybe giving a little, um, little you know, a nudge. little nudge on their hand <laughs> to get it towards their mouth. Then you're probably putting not because soon as they see hand, it in yeah. their hand, they're bringing it already. And, and what I they... what I like to do too is so that they know how to find the soother, taking their hand, yes. bringing their oh, hand yeah. to the soother, and then. You know, yeah. so that you're yes. not even putting it in their hand anymore. You're teaching them you're like, how to it get is. it. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah, and then and you're they putting do it close. In like... seniors' home, they're they're like, here's your here's your here's your knife, here's your fork, right? Because usually they're a little more visually impaired, so they're trying to get them to know their surroundings. Um, we we do this for visually impaired people as well. Here's where your cup is. Here's where your spoon is. Here's where your bowl is, and sort of that hand over hand placement. And then they realize, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more you practice that during the day, practice, practice, practice. Right. These are all going to be learning, um, like milestones and phases. So the more you can practice during the day, the faster they're going to learn. The faster you're not going to be needed. Um, 16, 17, 18 oh, times a and night. That's the and goal, right? Like, get them to be as self-sufficient as possible. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the night as well, or nap time. So let's say they wake up and they can't find their soother or something, right? They, they're they not really sure on how to... They're used to having you go in and replug yes. it each and every time. Instead of you going in when they're sleeping and putting it into their mouth for them, start with that hand over hand so yes. that you're helping them. Yes, it takes an extra few seconds to get them to find it themselves, but you're teaching them that you're no longer going to be going in there every single time and doing it all for them so they're getting comfortable doing it for themselves i had one little guy at 10 months mom said i know but i just go in and his mouth is open ready and waiting and i was like (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah like he just literally would just open his mouth and mom would go in she's like it doesn't it's not a big deal because i just go in and literally his mouth is open waiting i pop it in it's true i see it in class all the time and i'm not you know trying to point your finger and thing but it's so cute how they become so used to it uh, mom goes to pick up the soother and she's talking to everybody or telling us, us a story or something and the little one's like waiting but she's like still talking with her story yeah. and the little one's kind of like reaching forward <laughs> for it like come on don't stop here lady you're really close <laughs> you're leaving me hanging yeah <laughs> it's so cute <laughs> And then once you work on that, then you can work on phasing yourself out of needing to go back in. So once you know that they can replace it on their own, it's time to now give them the space to be able to do it on their own. So even if it takes them a few seconds at first, then you are giving them that opportunity to do it. Because if they're relying on you every time, mm-hmm. why would they want to do it on their own? Oh, when we are the same Someone is going to come in and do it for me, and I'm going to get to see her her or yeah. his or whoever's beautiful face. So that means face. you have a smart baby. And the bad news is smart babies are hard. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one way of doing it. And then you just don't go in and replace it anymore. You let them do it. If yeah. they want the soother, they will find the soother. Yeah and they will be able to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, you Even know... Even though it's so much easier to just do it yourself. Yes, it is. So it's hard to resist that. But we have that, to think, though, right? Like, short-term, yes, it's easier for us to just go in and replug, 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 but three weeks later, we're still replugging, replugging, replugging. If two or three nights we worked on them doing it their own... Now for those next couple of weeks, you are no longer needed, right? It's so with everything: self feeding, yes. getting dressed, toileting, wiping their bum. Yeah, it is easier and cleaner if we do it, but they are never going to learn. And 
nobody wants to be wiping a nine-year-old's bum. Well, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not. That's if just, they know how to do it themselves, the then yes, I would yeah, rather right? not as well. Exactly, right? <laughs> so all of these little things, it is easier for us to do it, but teaching them to do it long-term is actually easier in yes. the long run. Yes. Oh, yeah. So short-term pain. Long-term gain. Yeah. Well, there we go. So Tweet that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the really hard part. I think we did the tips. We're good with that. Mm-hmm. But the really hard part is then taking the soother away. Yeah, that's a whole other ball game. Let's get into that. You know what? Yeah. It's not hard for every child, though. True. Because if you prepare them, like once yeah. they're old enough to know and understand, if you prepare them enough and you 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 go into it with confidence, that's such yes. a huge, huge piece, again, with yes. the confidence, then... If you're showing them that confidence before you take the soother away, then they are feeling that a little bit more, right? So when I took my daughter's soother away, she was three. It was later than I wanted it to be. Like I always said, by two years old, she's going to be done with the soother. I'm going to take it. But it wasn't hindering her sleep at all. She w- It never wasn't bothered waking, her. Yeah. She was replacing it on her own. She wasn't waking for it. You know, like it just, it wasn't bothering anything. So... Whatever. I kept yeah. it for a little bit longer. She was closer to being done her naps by three years old anyway, so... It worked. It was like, if I take her soother away and she just is ready to stop napping, well then, she's ready to stop napping, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be, but I know that how I went into it made such a big difference, difference. Because if I went into it saying... Oh my goodness, we're going to take your soothers away tomorrow. This is uh, going to be very sad for you. And um, What's that saying, right? Yeah. What am I projecting onto her? Yeah. Whereas I said, guess what? Tomorrow your soothers are going to be gone. The soother fairy is going to come. Yeah. And then I talked about the soother fairy and what the soother fairy was going to do. And then it was, okay, so tomorrow we're going to, this is going to happen, right? And I didn't dwell on it all day. I didn't tell her 15 times, yeah. tomorrow the soother fairy is coming. Remember, tomorrow the soother fairy, remember, yeah. remember, tomorrow, right? I just kind of casually mentioned it so that I was preparing her and I was letting her know what was going to happen. Yeah, those that conversation. And that's where that kind of waiting until two and a half to... Yeah, yeah, depending like on their age yeah. three, depending on the comprehension and stuff, but um, that's where that comes into play is 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 giving them that extra little bit so that comprehension is on board so you can have these conversations with them about um, why we're getting rid of the soother, when we're getting rid of the soother, what's going so to happen, what's going to happen, what so they can Ireland, expect. Ireland was uh, she turned two in September and we did the Santa Claus. We talked a lot about... Um, Lots of people do Santa Claus, Pam. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we did Santa You didn't Claus invent it. For the soothers. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so what we did was, uh, actually, my brother had had a baby that... So Ireland turned two in September. Ava was born in October. And then uh, we got rid of the soothers at Christmas. So what we said was um, Santa was coming around to gather them so that he can leave them for all the new babies in their stockings. So she was two. So two in like three or four months. Yeah. The baby was just a couple months. Yeah. So so we had, we put her special plate. Now Ireland had like great language. Um, So we had her plate for Santa. So we had a Christmas, the cookies Christmas plate downstairs. And then she had another Christmas 
cookies plate for Santa beside her bed. Um, and she put all of her soothers there so that, and How she, many? oh, she had like <laughs> six or seven at least. Um, she all put, the same shape? Yeah, yeah. So she put all of her soothers on the plate and then Santa left her a special toy when he gathered all of the soothers, he left her a special choice. So before she even got out out of bed, she already saw that she had something super special that replaced that. And we talked, we just talked a lot about, um, you know, baby Ava has those has those soothers, and there's so many babies that Santa visits, and he just needs all these extra soothers to be nice. able to put them into their stockings. So we use that, and it in it was fairly seamless. Now it was the Christmas holidays; it was very busy. Yeah. So Ireland was like zonked right by the end of the day on christmas day christmas eve that kind of stuff we did get some upset for sure um we supported her through that but mm -hmm. it was again it was two three nights of that emotional support because we know it's hard right this is something that this is probably the one thing that they Who likes change really yeah big changes like that and this is one thing that they've probably it's something that their first memory, right? Because it's been with them forever. And it's the one thing that they're really attached to that they've only ever remember going to yeah. sleep with this. And it's their little comfort thing, right? So it's a big emotional piece, r losing that soother or getting rid of that soother. But um, the Santa Claus... The ferry, yep. we've had um, people like go dump and trucks. pay. Yeah, we've had people go and pay with their soothers. And yeah, then to buy a new toy. To buy a new oh, toy, nice. right? So that you can just call the store ahead of time and yeah. prepay for your item or All go right, in as there. As you're loading and, things on the car, say, hey, listen. Yeah. This is what we're going to do, okay? Are yeah. you with me on this? Exactly, yeah. It's I need like... you to listen, and I need you to listen clearly. Don't ask me questions, and I'm going to talk really fast. This is what we're doing. I'm going to give you all these soothers. My daughter's going to give them to you. I will pay for the item. And you're going to put them in the garbage, okay? And we're never going to speak about this ever again. <laughs> you can take that garbage, you can put it in the dumpster right away. Yeah. I don't come back in an hour and ask for them. Yeah. Now, our daughter, Sue, Sue, I, uh, I snipped it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then I, I just sort of, I snipped it. I, had, I still had another one that was good, though. <laughs> I snipped it, and I gave it to her because she was asking for it. And then she put it in her mouth, and she was like, bleh. And she looked at it, and I was like, oh, no, it's broken. And I just made this big deal. I needed deal. a lot of the broken the broken the bottles. Yeah, the bottles and the soothers <laughs> and the broken. Now, disclaimer. It's a white lie. Yes. It really oh, is. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> disclaimer, if you are doing the snipping of the soother, you definitely want to make sure that you're there with them as yeah, they put yeah, it into their mouth. It, yeah. It's a try it out and it doesn't work anymore and then you take it back. You don't let them like continue I, to suck. I, what I did is I didn't like make a, a cut in it but I like cut it off. Yeah. yeah. Like just so not just the whole thing work. so it still yeah. looked like a soother so there, yeah. there was a big hole but in it. some children will continue to suck on it yes, and be like oh right. I don't care not about safe. this. So you definitely no. don't want to leave she those like children. She was just disgusted yeah. eh? and I was like oh and I just I felt the emotions with her, yes. right? So she was upset, and I was, like, upset with her. Oh, it's broken. And just sat and, and like, really drama dramatized it yeah. to the Validate point where it was, that. like, kind of silly for yeah. me. But then I was like, we should put it in the garbage. And then I just opened up the yeah. door to the garbage, and I was like, we put broken things in the garbage. <laughs> and I was like, please do it, please do it, please do it. <laughs> and then she, she did. Yes. She did. I, she did, and she probably... She's probably gonna need therapy about it one day, but I mean, I'm sure she. <laughs> I'm won't. sure she won't. She probably doesn't even you're remember right, the broken You're right. You're right. No, but it wasn't. I, for me, that's what felt right. I don't even remember what we did with our first. That was 22 years ago. Yeah. So, 
Um, so the Soother Fairy, right? So I think you guys did it where something was hanging on the tree. Yeah, oh, I think I, I don't think I went as far as hanging it on the tree because that just <laughs> that was just too much work. Yeah. But I did. We wrapped up her soothers in a little special bag and then um, she put them outside by the tree. I, okay. I had all these thoughts of tying it on a tree and, you know, sprinkling fairy dust and all this stuff. But in the end, I was just like, whatever, let's just put it by the tree. So yeah. took her outside. Reality. She put it by the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Expectations <laughs> versus reality. <laughs> and so, yeah, we took it outside, put it by the tree. And then I took her inside and snuck out put her little thing there and then I don't know maybe an hour later or whatever we went outside and I was like let's go check and see if the soother fairy came yet and so we went outside and sure enough the soother fairy came and so she got to have her little special thing that the soother fairy brought her I don't even remember what it was sometimes replacing it with sometimes we think like a big toy but sometimes replacing it with like a sleep friend oh yeah or like a sleep buddy or a lovey or a special stuffy she had her wabanab right so her soother was attached to the stuffy and she loved that stuffy so I just cut the I cut the soother off of the stuffy and she had that so that was her sleep friend that she already had um so we don't want to buy them like a Wii Switch Nintendo uh, Wii. Well, you, you can. You it could. depends on your child. But if you feel like your your little one's going to have an emotional kind of upset about it, having that replacement, um, like cuddly friend that they can sleep with, something that you know they like. Yeah, and they may reject it. Yeah, yeah. they may be like, "No, I want my Zuzu." Yeah, and that's okay. But- they're allowed to say that they're not happy with those yeah. changes. They're allowed yeah. to be upset. They're yeah. allowed to voice that upset. Your job is just to offer that support yeah. and say, I know, buddy. And don't be discouraged if, you know, you did go out and buy something yeah. nice for them <laughs> for the Soother Fairy and they don't really want it. It's just like us. Say we go to a restaurant and we order the chicken sandwich and then they brought us spaghetti and we're like, but I ordered but I the chicken sandwich. <laughs> right? You are going to be upset about it. Yeah. And they're like, well... Yeah. Chicken sandwich for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other ideas too is uh, using the dump trucks. So as uh, sorry, dump trucks, garbage trucks. So as they come around, um, you know, offering it to them. Uh, my niece did. They had a really long driveway with a mailbox. So so I'm not sure how they did it, but they walked down the morning. Or something. Yeah. They walked down in the morning and then. Put it in the box. Put it in the box, and then they waited for the arm to come up to say that the whoever brought something special for her, so she got to run That's out awesome. to the mailbox. Yeah, and, yeah. You can get super creative, and it, yeah. it doesn't really matter what you do, just as long as your child yeah. is somewhat interested in what you're doing. You know, like if your child is terrified of garbage trucks, you're not going to do garbage trucks. Yes. You're going to do something <laughs> else, right? You just want to make it somewhat engaging, and you want to have that confidence in what is about to happen. And keep and reminding sticking yourself, to it. Yeah. Yes. Don't have Back soothers up. lying around your home. Like, that is just too not going to... You, yeah. Too tempting for you to be like, he's been a little too upset. I'm just going to give it to him. Yeah. Right? Because next time you try, it's going to be ten times harder. So mm-hmm. if you've made that yeah. decision to get rid of the soother, stick, stick with, it. with it. It's just like weaning. Yeah. Stick Absolutely. with it. It's going to be, it can be tough, but if you stick with it, it'll be short-lived. Yeah. Um, offer that emotional support. So you may need a little more support when they are falling asleep at bedtime. Yeah. That's okay. I think my daughter, like, I, I needed to sit with her for one night yeah. until she was yeah. almost asleep. She wasn't even fully asleep. It was just, 
she was having a little bit of upset that she didn't have yeah. her soother, right? Because they might be fully um, on board during the day at that yes. moment, but then <laughs> bedtime comes around, and this is when they Don't had their soother. So that. now, what you thought what you were in the clear, maybe at bedtime they're not, and it could maybe happen the second day instead of the first yeah. day. So just yep. knowing that and being prepared yourself so that you know how to support your child. Have and, a plan on how you're going to support. Yeah, so. I sat there, I rubbed her back, I yep. said, you know what, I know you're really upset that your soother isn't here. I'm listening to you, you yeah. know, and I just let her know that I was right there and I kind of helped her through that. And then that was it. Yeah. And you know, many of our families might not know this, but you guys do offer that parenting support. You're not just about sleep. Yeah. So if, you know, eliminating this. A quick, uh, yeah, some strategies. also does that. Mm-hmm. We absolutely do. Thanks, Miss Heidi. <laughs> um, I think we covered it. I think we, we uh, did really well there. So hopefully that helps. Um, Soothers aren't as bad as we can sometimes be made out to or aren't as awful as they are sometimes made out to be um you can have a healthy sleeper and a soother um baby that is okay we do want to follow some kind of regular uh consistency when it comes to that soother making sure that they're not walking around with it all day long and then when you're ready to get rid of it uh stand firm be calm and confident Mm -hmm. and stick with it Mm -hmm. You can do this. You can. Short-lived. Remember, just keep telling yourself that what it's only for a few say? days. Short-term pain, long-term gain. There Short-term you go. pain for a long-term, long-term gain. gain. I'm pretty sure we didn't come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We, <laughs> we absolutely didn't make that up. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.